I want other airbrushers to hear it. <laughs> no. You want them to challenge you. Yes. Come see me. Son. Come see me. You can't. He, he's, he's like, you, you got no D. He had a complete command of his business. Yeah, he knew the cost. He knew what his competition was. Yep, yep. And he just said, "Hey, I don't need to do cost plus pricing. My value, because if the cost plus is going to say ten dollars, yeah, but I'm getting twenty five. Why yeah. would I give up fifteen dollars in margin? That don't make no sense. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I can, I can get it because of my value, because my years of service, my mm -hmm. credibility, my work, my work ethic." All the evidence I have, I you could probably command higher prices in particular instances if you mm -hmm. wanted to. Mm -hmm. You know, something come. And I, I'll say that we said this in a previous podcast. Your customers, if you have a good relationship with your customer, they will come to you even if you're a little bit more expensive, because they like you. Mm -hmm. Like that, the price on a it does matter. You can't go crazy, mm -hmm. but on a, if you're like oh two three four five dollars more. They like Yusuf, they're going to go to Yusuf. They mm -hmm. like Iman, they're going to go to Iman because you're the person you're, they're most comfortable with and they know that you're going to get it done the way they want it done. You know, that's all my client base is based off of integrity and relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's why they keep coming back. That's why I keep getting more clients. And they're all like, mo literally most of my clients are all in one area of yeah. Boston. And it's because they all, oh, they tell, oh, this guy can get it done. This guy can do this. You, you need him to do it. He can make sure that they stay on track. They stay on time, that kind of stuff. And they... You know, I don't get questions about my prices. It is mm -hmm. what it is. You yeah. Know? You know. And but, something, uh, the one thing that I do sometimes, once I give them a flat rate, yeah. like the original deal was he said, I'm going to bring you 50 sh units for 500. Yeah. No, that's actually 49 for 500. And so once I agree with that deal, mm -hmm. I do the, the math and, you know, divide the 500 by 49 yeah. to get what he's actually paying for each shirt. Mm. And so once I lock that price in, if he comes with more, I don't give any more room for him to renegotiate no. more shirts. So if he comes with, he ended up coming up coming back with 17 more shirts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he added 17 more shirts to the original price. So at the end, I ended up actually getting like $10 and some change for each shirt. Extra one. Okay. Extra because he added 17. So it ended up being almost 600 and something dollars. So you, you yeah. kept the same unit price. You same calculated unit, unit price. Based on our original mm -hmm. agreement. Mm-hmm. You know, so he couldn't come and be like, "Okay, I got 17 more shirts. Can That's I get really a? Good. Can discount. we get another discount?" You get a lot of people get in trouble with that. Yeah, unless I, you got the only way you can do that is if you're gonna hit, let let's say maybe a different business mm. because you got your time intensive. Mm. You know, you're quick with it, yeah, right? Yeah, you're yeah. able. You're you're you have a lot of efficiencies. Let's say you're in a business and just I'm a business selling T-shirts, mm. right? And you say 17, and I know if I ship 10 more, I can get, I could order my next 10,000 units or 1,000 units at a lower price. I might be able to cut you that deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you yeah. just helped me get my mm -hmm. throughput over. So my question, too, how we was talking about how the black community, they don't recycle their money. No, and so don't. I'm trying to understand. I have my reasons why i think it is this way why black people seem to not want to do business with other black people but like they always during segregation the we were the highest we were superior to the why, jewish community I, yeah yeah we were we, we did well we had no well, we had limited so choice. what was what happened when we attacked by the <laughs> the, the system the race the what system happened? of racism what would happen there was a couple of things that happened historically what the the black professionals well, during segregation and even in non-segregation areas, black people of all working classes and professions live next to each other. So you would see your doctor, your nurse, the airbrush, the real estate, you know, the grave dig They're all there. You have a relationship. You know the pricing. You, you go to church mm -hmm. or go to mosque together, whatever. You're doing it. So yeah. you know who they are. Yeah. You have those relationships. 
when segregation went away, the people who could earn moved. And the way they were earning was actually usually working for the government. More black people are actually. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Most with that. black people are either employed by black employers yep. or they work for the government or That's major, true. major companies. Yeah. But the number one employer class in the United States is small businesses that with less than 50 people. So that's a challenge. We went to where the work was, and then you had the shift of the what they call the the, the max exodus of the talented tenth, right? Because the credibility was living in the the, the sign of success was living no longer in the black neighborhood. It was li- or the ghetto. It was living in the suburbs, so the you, white neighborhood. So do you think you it th- was orchestrated that it's it's? I don't think it's as simple as that. You're saying because we got separated from each other. That, that's that. That's part Let's of it. say that's the case. Listen, let me tell you. Let Let's me say tell that's you why. the case. Let Do me, you think somebody orchestrated that separation to prevent? Like, you know what they did with Black Black Wall Street? They blew the damn place up. You th- I think there is some truth to that, but I don't see as that. Like, I'll I'll take my own personal experience. All right, so I, my clients are, one hundred percent, except for one, one literally one woman. My clients are all white and Jewish, not white and Jewish, Caucasian, and then also Jewish. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the people, my staff, the people I work with, they're all independent contractors. Everyone is black. What I run into is all types of BS with the team that I work with about why they didn't do this. Now, if we get it done, we get it done and it's great. Like your brother is a prime example. He does damn, he does an excellent job. He's mm. an excellent painter, okay? Mm. I don't I I've worked with other painters before. He is literally by far the best. I mean, we I remember there was one time we had a hole in the ceiling and some water came in from down and took the whole ceiling out. He made it he made it disappear, son. Like it was gone. Like <laughs> like it never happened. Like, <laughs> I can't even see where you did the work. It just looks like a, a new ceiling. But no, he's excellent. I'm serious. Mm. He's excellent. But like all the people I work with from every every handyman that I have, every contractor that I have, every electrician, every plumber, I purposely only work with black people because that's who I feel most comfortable with. But damn it, everyone has some issues, man. And it's like like to some I want to say it comes down to a work ethic like the reason why all these white people like me is because I get it done some no matter what Mm. if I have to I'll call in the white boys to get the work done if I have to because I got a deadline and I got to get paid I'm not going to not feed my kids because you guys always have these issues but it's like we have become so unreliable with when we're working with each other we have become we take each other for granted Mm -hmm. uh they always like when I like I, I literally go by an honor system about how much to charge me. And then I always have to come back and say, no, I'm not paying you double what you what you because I know what because I where my value comes in for the white people at for these white guys who are, who are my clients is I know how much stuff costs. So if I say, OK, let's say Amir, I'm not saying Amir's doing this, mm. but let's say Amir and Amir's Amir's good. He always gives me good prices. But let's say Amir fixes the ceiling and he said, Oh man, it took me man, it took me two days to do this, bro. I because you know I couldn't uh, just have some. I know it took a day, and I'm paying you for a day. That's what it boils down to. So I'm not gonna do. It. But the re- the only people that do that are the my my black uh, and African American brethren who are hmm. supposed to be working together with me. And it, what ends up happening is they end up taking be taking advantage, and I end up I I have to overpay some people. And it's like I have to use these guys because I don't like to always give money to the Irish guy who's going to overcharge anyway. But he sticks to his price and he gets it done on time. I don't like to go that because I know that you guys need to feed your families and everything just like I need to feed my family. Mm. You know, even still, I still feel more comfortable giving keeping the money within the community as much as possible. So this is what we deal with when we do business with each other. We take advantage. We don't take it seriously. We show up when we want to show up. We're not doing the, if we do the work and get it done, it's good. But how many hurdles did it take just to get the work done? Mm-hmm. And a lot of my, my saving grace a lot of times, and this is really sad to say, a lot of my clients don't live in Boston, they live somewhere else. So I've surpassed deadlines many, many, many times because of some, someone's bullshit. Because someone has some just, oh, I... Uh, and like they'll say, like I'll tell you, I can, like I can't just call up someone and say, hey, can you go take care of this? Bam, address done, keys under the mat, go handle it. 
I always have to check up on the person like five, 10, 15 times to make sure it's done. And these are grown adults older than me. Mm. Literally, I'm the, I, I, I might be the youngest. I think I'm the youngest person. Everyone's older than me. Mm. And so I understand everyone has kids. I got kids, too. So you can't use that excuse to me. I know what kids are. I know what a wife is. I know when the car breaks down, I get it. But it's like there's always an issue. Now, if they have a white client on their own, not having to do with me, oh, it's getting done. Not a problem. You know, or they're, they're, a lot of these guys, they work they work for white companies and they, I, I use them on the side and pay them a side, like kind of like a side hustle. And they always are good for their regular job. But for me, when they're working with me, they're always taking advantage, overpricing, lying about how long it took, not showing up for stuff, surpassing deadlines, not saying stuff. I told you about uh, some people who we both know mm-hmm. who they're, they're like flying past deadlines. Don't give nobody a call. And it's like, my name is on the line here. But this is what I'm saying. Like, we got to stop treating each other like this and actually take this stuff seriously. There's so much money out here, especially in Boston, man. This, there's a lot of wealthy client, old money. And you can say what you want about racist-ass Boston. They love it when black people are working for them. I'm dead serious. Mm. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, they, they're, I have clients who I know are racist. I just know it, Okay. Uh, they don't do anything overtly racist, but you know, you know, you know, yeah, old, yeah, yeah. you know, old school Boston folk where they're kind of standoffish. You know, there's something about when they have a black person doing work for them. I don't know what it is, but they like it. And if they're paying me to do it, and I don't see any overt racism, hey, I'll take your money. That's what it is. All right, but it's just like we we take advantage of each other so much that I, I I've actually in this past year I've thought about just quitting my business. Because it's like I'm, I'm just tired of dealing with uh, st- strong, able black men having all these excuses that I never have. And you guys always have an issue that has nothing to do with, with the job or you're always lying or you're passing deadline or all the stuff I already said. And it's like this is this is one of the main problems we have. Hmm. So a big problem. Yeah. One, of the, one of the issues I had because I went from college straight into the military. Yeah. And I was in what the military describes it as a culture for continuous success. You don't always win, but it's a culture that mm. you always have the ability to be succeeding. Yeah. Next part, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. We in the black community have not had that culture for continuous success. We've had a culture mm. for punctuated success. We get a hero. We've been told, you know, you're a good football player. You're a good basketball player. Yeah. You get the yeah. highest GPA ever, and yeah. you may go to Harvard, yeah. you know. Um, we live in Boston, so you got a lot more different schools, but yeah. the general people get it, right? So only the greatest get to make it out. Mm. And then everybody else feels by, like, by the grace of white people's recognition. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of them don't even get recognized. Yeah. So the rest have this crab in a bucket mentality. Man, like, dude, oh yeah, my goodness, man. I got to make it. If these other people, I didn't make it out, I got to grind for mine. And you can't work collaboratively in that mindset. It's very difficult. Yeah. Mm. You you don't feel that you're going to be, if you're not successful right now, this instant, I am not going to be successful tomorrow. I can't afford to fail right now. Mm. And when you're afraid of failure, you do dumb stuff. Mm. You know, it, it, it's an insecurity. I used to be, I used, I used to be like that. Yeah, you I know. know. You're right. Look. Yeah. I'm, so what do you think, is, do you feel you've overcome that? Oh man, I failed so much now. I don't. <laughs> it's, I'm coming I've, out of a failure right man, now. Man, <laughs> I fail literally. I we we had to talk about uh, like contracts. I f- I fail. Uh, I miss out on probably forty percent of contracts. But if I don't stop putting out contracts, I don't feed my family. So I don't even care. Like if I fail, I just, uh, next one. You know. And so because of your experience with failing, you believe that's what's. Gave you the back. Well, no, a lot has to worry about. No, a lot has given me because I, I've. The flip side to that is we all have lessons to learn in life. Mm. Uh, this is this business that I have. I'm gonna call you Karate Chop. I got. You've never done it before. (laughs) This business that I have with um, construction project management is essentially what it is. At the end of the day, it's also personal assistance services and uh, mobile notary services. This is the first business that I've had where I'm not either working from for myself and is also simultaneously the most successful business. Mm. So previously I've had clean I've had a cleaning business, but that was pretty much me. And I did very well. This is in Seattle. 
I was a real estate agent. I did very well, but that was just me. Hmm. Okay. I've managed a lot of people, but that was for other companies. All right. On the corporate side as a uh, area manager, uh, I was an area manager, operations manager, just management, basically hospitality management. I did a whole bunch of management. Every single job I've had since I was 18 has been always management. Even in construction, I was uh, site lead and foreman and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So and the thing that worked for me, the reason why all those jobs and management and all that stuff worked for me is because I have I have an excellent work ethic. You can say a lot of stuff about me, but I, I, I the reason why I like Asian culture so much because they have that hard work thing and they they get success and they build it with their own strength and hands. I love that kind of stuff, like like martial arts. And I always wanted, I've never got into it, but I always wanted to get into it because I feel like I could be dope at it because I know mm. I would I would work it as hard as I possibly could just to be dope. So um, I have I have a love affair with work to some, it's weird. I don't, I don't really know any other way to call it. But consequently, ultimately, all that has been, all that success has been me relying on myself and my own talents, even when I'm managing other people. I know how to get the most out of people because I still have a, a corporate boss here who can, who has given me the power to fire and hire at will. Not at will, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's not working out, I can kick, tell them to kick rocks. But now, this business, there's not a lot of options. So someone who sucks, I can't find another painter immediately or another plumber immediately or another electrician immediately unless I call you know the Irish guys or the Italian guys who are definitely going to overcharge but they're going to get it done but I don't want to do that I just don't I just it's you know I'd rather if I'm going to pay somebody two thousand dollars let me give it to the guy who I know needs it just like I I need it Mm -hmm. you know so it's consequently I'm forced to work with people and I can't go as hard on people as I used to like you know my first reaction is normally kick rocks I'm out or you're you're out actually yeah yeah you you got to go because you know I have to still make this project work so finding people to do extensive projects at the last minute or within a project and I'm I'm like 3 days from a deadline and I still got to get this done is extremely difficult so a question so the people who are not performing I know it's difficult within that project do you say hey bro uh you didn't perform real well in the last two projects. You're not coming on the next one. I I have done that, but what sucks is when you have to call him back and say, "Oh, hey, man, I don't even know what I was thinking, man." And then you got to call him back. <laughs> oh, because you got nobody else. <laughs> so have you learned you have to no- not tell them you're fired yet? Just so, be like, like, so hey, I try hey, to you're get, going to so the B list. The short story is uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly what, literally what you just said. The short story is I get through the project, whether it's. Through hell and high water, even if it's over deadline, I get through the project. And then after that, I got to tell them, okay, you're going to be on the B list for a while because I can't, I can't rely on you, bro. You, you, you're doing all this. You said, I know stuff happens because everyone has a sob story. That's the other thing. And being in management as long as I have, I've literally, I've literally heard, heard every single sob story possible. Death on the freeway, traffic jam, <laughs> car broke down, wife kicked me out. Uh, I, I accident. I haven't accidentally OD'd last night. Totally, totally fine the next day. Totally fine. I'm serious. Totally, no. totally fine. Who Dead serious, that? Yo, bro. dude. Like, how are you OD and you coming to work uh, the next day? Like, oh, man, OD'd last night. Uh, it was crazy. No, the Narcan heard, just made I've me come back. literally every... I remember like, I had He's a, redefined OD. I worked at a... I worked at a in Seattle and um, this dude came in and said I used, I, I used to be I used to manage the overnight shift and uh, this dude came in and said he uh, he saw a, uh, he saw a, a car fire from an accident with a baby inside and the baby was burning alive and he and he just had to, just, just, he had to go he couldn't he couldn't make it in and uh, this, this did not happen, bro. <laughs> like it, yeah, like it did right. not happen. So this didn't get on the news, bro. Baby on fire in the car. Didn't get on the news. Nothing. Shouldn't you be in therapy? If okay, you saw but that I can place? I can handle yeah. that because I know it's bullshit. I gotta stop cursing. I know it's BS. All right. And this is like, by the way, this is like the tenth time he's late, or you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, I can handle that. That's like you gotta go, bro. It's over. Uh, you can't do that when you're in the middle of a project <laughs> and you got deadlines. You got to do trying to because in my, in my line of work, I don't get paid until the job's done. Everyone else gets paid before I do. Yeah, but I get I get paid well. I get I get good. Yeah, I understand. But how you 
how so, are you paying so, them? So you paying phases. them out of your own? Oh, no, there's no, phases. no, there's phases. Okay, okay. But usually yeah, yeah. the phases go, so like let's say a big project is phase one, two, three, four. At the end of phase four, I get my cut. Yes. All right. But phase one, two, two and three, three they're getting goes to paid. The workers. Okay. okay. I see. I see. All right. So that's just the, the cost. So those of phases the and include cost that's of prom, state law. Yeah. What'd you say? That's state law too. I don't know what it is, but that's how I learned to do it. But anyway, my not point, if it's unless you have like private contractors. No, this is an agreement is, between the yeah. The, the, there's the, a the contract. He can hold a reserve though. You can hold a reserve for yourself. What do you mean hold a reserve for so, myself? So um. You got to make sure that you pay your contractors, but um, oh man, it's upstairs somewhere. Um, so you can have it where if they are on like delayed on time, or you need to prove the work that they don't get their final payment, so you could pay like two. Oh, thirds. I don't. No, no, no. I don't pay anybody if the work's not done. I'm not saying that. I'm not like. Oh, I'm gonna still pay you if it's not done. But it's a more so um, like once it's inspected. You just everything. pay based on each phase completed. Each phase, and and then sometimes I pay hourly. Sometimes I pay by the. It just depends on the situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, it it all it all works out. Like nobody's making uh, making dough off of your man for free. Like it's not happening. So what prevents but, you from putting them in a situation where they don't get paid until the job's done? They don't get paid until the job's done. But I still have my client. Who's on my side saying, "Hey, can this shit get done?" Yeah. Man, I gotta stop cursing. Why am I cursing? Today? Uh, uh, I usually don't curse. <laughs> you, you, no, you're, you're so, talking so about something I, personal. I'm dealing with the stress from the client. So I thought I just heard you say that different phases, your your workers get paid during no. each phases. Yeah, each they do phase. for the phase. So the phase might be. So is uh, the phase like? What do you when you mean phase? Like, say right, you so need to put up a wholesaling, and it's gonna take. Three weeks. So, phase one is half the ceiling. How does no, that? What do you mean by like phase? So what do you mean by phase? If it's, so, if it's, if there's something as simple as a feeling that a ceiling, that's just one job. Right? Yeah, I didn't. That's a bad so example. Let's so let's say we're let's say we're refurbishing the interior of a house. Okay? okay. Phase one might be the walls and ceilings. Phase two might be refinishing the the wood surfaces. Oh, so each thing in the house that's exactly. a section that once that's done. So it, it might not be by the same contractor, by the same guy. I see guy. what you're it saying now. Be. I see what you're saying. So phase one. So you see. Okay, you get it. All okay, right. I get it now. So that's what it is. But okay. it, it's more about the job completion. Okay. Or uh, maintaining the standards of what we agreed to so every time we uh every time we get to what needs to happen i have it all in writing mm. and say when you do this 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 and this uh you get this amount sign on the dotted line okay we're good okay so have so, you ever had the same contractors for all let's say you got three phases have yeah. you ever used the same workers had, for all three phases uh n- nah, maybe it might have happened like once or twice uh but they they still got to get paid from phase one I can't. I can't like withhold all the money because they. If it takes three weeks, you can't. And the, the guys, they're working there for three weeks nonstop. I can't hold his paycheck mm. until the third week because I mean he's got bills and, Bill, and okay, all that kind okay, of stuff okay. too. So I mean. So do yeah. you find like that's when they bail out after they like say through phase well, one they're like oh I got a good check I, I'm not come like no, you know I don't, I, don't, I haven't had anyone totally bail out I've just had a million excuses. That prolongs sh- that the prolong, completion of the. I've had uh, people just not showing up. Like they'll they'll say, "Okay, I'll have it." So I usually give a deadline that's a few days or maybe a week past whatever their deadline is. Okay, mm. so when they so I have a buffer zone mm-hmm. of 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 time. So worst so best case scenario, I get the job done early and say, "Hey, work's done. Let me get paid." So I'm talking to the client. Mm. All right. That's always a good look when you get a job done early. Project management slack for those of you listening. Exactly what that is. Um, but we'll have time. So I can't always go to every. I might have like three, four jobs going on at the same time. I can't like follow up and make like if he says I'm going to get this done on the 10th. On the 12th, I might get a chance to stop by because I got other stuff happening. Mm. You know, I can't just I'm not, I, don't, I never have just one project happening at one time where I can just. You know, micromanage the whole thing from beginning to end. It just doesn't work like that. Mm. So, you know, if I if I follow up on the twelfth and I find out there's there's still half of phase three left, and let's say it's the last phase, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, and then I got three days left of my slack period, and it's like I know he can't get this done in three days. That's the issue. 
Yeah, that's the issue, and that's that's probably one of the main pro- problems I so, run into. So, man, and then when I finally give them a call, like, "Hey, what's going on? What's happening here?" Whether it's plumbing, whether it's, it's like they all have the same ten excuses. What? Yeah. What's up? So, who's your lieutenant? So you because you're, you're the it's all of, me. Yeah. So, have you ever found yourself not sorry, Danica? Have you ever had to do some work <laughs> for? I try not to because I don't. I, have you ever been in a situation well, yeah, where I've someone had to, had to didn't complete and yeah, you had to I've pick had up to do, from? The, I've had to do painting. I've had to do. Wow. I've had to bring uh, broken windows in and get them reglazed. I've had to. I mean, I've literally done every. I could build. I'm, I can't build a house, but I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty handy at this point. Mm. A lot of it's just from learning over over the years too. So it's not like all. But I. I have to step in way more than I should have to. Mm. You know? that, that brings me. But to it's me. funny. I, I, a lot of the work I do is in a very wealthy area of Boston. A lot of those clients, um, I they have like let's say contractors who have grand who've been grandfathered in, but they just want me to keep an eye on things. All white guys, easy, easy, easy money. Mm. They pay me my hourly fee, and I just make sure they get they just get stuff done. It always gets done, always, no problems. Like literally, okay, maybe I've had some of them try to overcharge a little bit on something. But as far as the work getting done on time, 90, 92% of the time is always on time. And if and here's the thing. If it's not on time, I'll have a phone call waiting with a voicemail when I get up that day. Hey, we're not going to make it on time. Uh, we're going to need another couple of days. Guess what? I can take that and give that to my client and say, okay, they just said another couple of days. Uh, my guys, my team of superstars. Terrible, yeah, they just fly fly past the deadline. <laughs> Don't call <laughs> I, nothing. I, I'm calling, nobody's answering. And finally, I, oh, I, you I, didn't get that message. Yeah. Knowing you didn't call, <laughs> you didn't get a message. I, uh, I call at two p.m. Sound like you just woke up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta laugh at the stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. You, know you gotta laugh is, at it. But the uh, thing is, like, thanks, my black brethren. That, one of the things you. is, appreciate you, brother. You need a farm. A, you need a farm. A lieutenant. You need a or or um, someone. You gotta worry about the damn lieutenant. Well, the no, see, you shouldn't have to worry about the lieutenant. The lieutenant is trying to be you, and they they coming under you to be. An well, that's apprentice. why I need a, I need I need a family member to do that because the only way I could work out a compensation plan for that it would have to be by the job, and at this moment I'm I can't afford to pay someone. 50 60 grand a year because I need that for my kids. Mm. <laughs> I got I got 38 kids myself. So <laughs> you know, I, I got a you know, I got hella mouths to feed and stuff. So at this time I can't afford to for a lieutenant. But yes, that is what I need. I need a I need someone because I'm still doing everything and it's uh tremendously difficult. Mm. Mm. But because you would switch over to the owner's project management and then have the lieutenant do the, the general management. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the day to day. Because I actually do need someone to like just drive by and check on stuff, check on this, check on this, check on this, check on that, and just literally just drive around all day, and check on it. Like the, the place you guys know the this part of the city where I work, I can like literally walk everywhere, and those are mostly white guys that are working there, and that's totally it's easy, it's mm-hmm. easy, easy. Anyway, uh, I think we're at two hours now. You think we should wrap this up? <laughs> <laughs> well, so those in two hours about include 40, the Star Trek Transformers and uh, forty-five <laughs> minutes of sci-fi action. There, yeah. <laughs> no, so how does this come back to uh, black and Latino not doing black uh, business with black people? And it's the thing is. They don't understand. Bring it home, Shaman. Bringing it home. All give right. give a couple solutions so, to these yeah. problems, so since man. The businesses that you're dealing with, you're trying to be bring more of those black businesses into that new market, that higher echelon expectation. Man, I want to, yeah. Yeah. Which means that that's new experience to them. They're not you now they're looking at you gotta go over and say, look just generally speaking, say, look, this is your competition right here. You know, you got Tommy, the Irish guy. You got Tommy, the Italian guy. They've been doing this three, four, five generations. Their granddaddy did taught them how to do this. Yep. You can't be both competing against this, dude. You ain't going to survive. You're not going to do well. Not at this level. You're going to be out there back home in Mattapan, Dorchester, right? You're not going to come over here and compete downtown. So that, that's challenging because, one, they got to get, get used to that standard. Yeah. Um, they got to get used to those expectations and the use. Those are soft skills. Of it seems blatantly obvious, but bro, you need to call call two days if you think you're gonna be behind because we can plan for that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> let's make a plan, bro. Yeah, let's let's make work together. Plan. They bro. take your confidence because 
maybe in the back i can't lose this project man you know i won't be able to pay the rent and you don't say it i think that's one of the things uh we're working on being confident enough and i think it's also respectful enough respecting your brother enough to say yo yo you man man it's about to suck, bro. <laughs> Do you screen screen any of these private contractors? So just screening. Like, what do you see, mean by screening? Kind of like not screen. Like screen sit down right with word. them. Screen them, yes. Sit down with them and 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 find out what their work ethic, ethic their character. is. Because like, I know so some of them will probably lie because they just want the job. But you can kind of you can sense phoniness when somebody really doesn't have a work ethic, mm-hmm. like. You know, there's ways if you know you have a work ethic yeah. and you have expectations of these contractors. Like I, I know with airbrushing, mm. it's really straightforward. Yeah. If you know how to airbrush, yep. you got a job. Yeah. If you can't airbrush, you don't have a job. Like I've seen guys is, come and say, Okay, come on, man, I know how to airbrush. I'm dope. Thing. I'm dope. And yeah. then I give them a test. They lied. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. As far as the quality of the work, everybody who I work with, everyone is great. And actually, and here's the thing. Uh, I've gotten, for all of them, someone recommended them to me. Mm. Okay? So your brother, for instance, your brother does an excellent job in painting. Literally the best painter I've ever seen. And I see a lot of great painters. Mm. He's, he's excellent. I referred him to you. Right? You did. That's yes. what I just said. Mm. So you referred him to me, mm. and he's, he does a great job. Mm. Um, for the plumber that I work with, someone, he, he was just some, he was, he's a master plumber working for another plumbing company and someone said oh i hire him on the side to do this so i give him a call and he he comes through all right same thing with the electrician all right um same thing with the the uh uh the drywall guy i forget what you call him the plaster guy um they all have they all have come with recommendations so when i yeah i do sit down and i talk with them or i talk with them over the phone every single one of them you say, hey, you, are you open to stuff? I need stuff done at a certain amount of time. I'll pay you this. Um, I'll make sure you get paid on time because I always pay out on time. I don't mess around with money. Um, everyone's dope with it. They love it. Like, oh, man, yeah, man, we got to stick together, man. <laughs> oh, man, I'm tired. Oh, of, man. No, I've heard this literally every single uh, one. Man, I'm tired of working with these white people. Yeah, man, let's build this up, bro. Let's do this, bro. <laughs> Yo, man. That's what like, they think they no, got to say to do man, it. Man, they, they're like so gung-ho in the black power and all this. And when it comes down to it, when it gets down to the brass tacks, do they do a, a good job? They do. I, I, I think we do an excellent job. When the job gets done, it's great. All right? But the timing, the excuses... The random problems. Oh man, I forgot this tool somewhere. I got to go back all the way over to New Hampshire to go mm-hmm. get it. Like just all this BS that, excuses, that's man. That that's because like teenager excuses, mm-hmm. bro. And it's like you're forty, bro. Forty plus. Like mm-hmm. what are you doing, bro? Because what you are you have, doing with your life? Because someone else has been governing that. They do not. That is a factor. And I've thought been of running this. a company, and they've been they've been working for a company, worker yeah. supervisor. But now you try, when they coming out over here on their their forum, if you yeah. yeah you're running it, but they're running that that company on their own that contract, I, and yeah. it's it, the soft skills are more important yeah. than the hard skills. Like hey man, I know how to make this nice center, and I can polish yeah. this up. I'm an electrician. I should talk about electrical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I could wire, I could wire you up and do yeah. that panel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can make sure not everything is grounded properly, but making sure my team is there on time. Yeah. I have all my tools. Yeah. I'm letting you know where I'm along in my project early enough that yeah. I know my signals that shoot. I'm off a pace. I'm. Uh, I was a half a day late today. Uh, if I don't make it up by tomorrow, I get stuck. I should let the man know, like, hey, man, mm-hmm. we're not behind, but we're cutting into our slack. I think we, I might need some little help. Yeah. That's a management issue. Maybe they're not as strong on that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how, you know, at some point in time, you need to either get some help. Uh, yeah. W- one thing I actually I talked did, to some of these I just remembered that. I did not pay one person one time. And that's another thing. We need to know our worth. I had a, I had a guy, an electrician. He was running some wires, and he gave me one price. And then midway through the job, he came back and tried to give me a price that was three times as high. This is after I already gave the numbers to the client. This is after. So halfway through the job, he's like, oh, it's not going to cost, let's say it was 500. It's not going to cost 500. It's going to cost 1500 because I got to go this. It was basically an extra half a day of work, but he wanted an extra thousand to, to do it. 
Because he figured he had me over a barrel, like, oh man, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get me an extra G on this, son. It's like, nah, bro. All right, is well, you can kick rocks. You, <laughs> you can bounce, huh? That's the one you told me about, but the the how that uh, there's a funny cable run that was going through. Uh, I might have told you. I'm not sure, yeah. but it, it had to go into the basement through the front and then up and then down. It, so you think he was just BS? So there's no justification man, for on. his. And so I look at everything in time. Okay, I know how much an electrician makes per hour. Mm -hmm. So if you tell me a certain like it's going to take me a day, I know how much an electrician makes a day. So if you tell me it's going to take an extra half a day of work, you you're not going to get away with charging me uh, for two days of work for a half a day of extra work. If you tell me, oh, I'm going to need an extra two hundred dollars. Okay, we can work. I can I can fit that in. Remember, I said I always I always bill at a certain percentage rate above what it's going to cost me. Mm -hmm. I can fit it into that, and still everybody's good. Okay. But if you come at a some kind of crazy dollar amount, like buy, it's not it's not happening. And that that dude, I actually he didn't get paid for nothing. I, I still he's it's not happening because he was trying to hustle me. And that's another thing. I don't get hustled often. I don't think I really ever really do get hustled. But that attempt to try to pull something over on your fellow black men when you were talking about how gung ho and like. You know, working together and let's let's build but our community they, up I, and all that other. I think BS. they say that because that's like yes, master. Yeah, I, that's that's what you. I say think they to believe them. it. I think they want to do that. Mm. I don't. I don't know if they're lying about it, but mm. I think Why can't you just be when like, it yeah, comes I'm, down to I'm about it. my business and you you hire me, yeah. I'm gonna knock it out. Why are you gonna be like we gotta come together? I mean, there's nothing wrong with there's that. Nothing there's nothing wrong with it. With it. But yeah. I'm you know, especially if you're being it. honest with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I like, think some people yeah. are saying it because they think they're supposed to say it. Like, you sneeze and be like, bless you. Mm. <laughs> because yeah. I've had long-lasting um, business relations with, you know, cynical, some black man. people. Like, you know, for example, Oh, me too. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. and, you know, they're about money. They, you know, but we just know what our goals are we know what we want to achieve together yeah. Yeah. you have your place i have my place we work we talk to each other about pricing yeah and we stick to that once you know like there was a situation where i used to do 50 50 with one of my business partners yeah and so as i got better and my clientele built up yeah i had to raise my price so i went from 50 to 70 percent but i just didn't hit him with it like um like you know okay i want 70 percent on this job now mm -hmm. no before any future jobs came in i sat down and said okay listen i have to raise my price yeah i'm worth more i, I know we had agreement it was yeah. 50 50. it's reasonable yeah. so now i want 70 percent and so i gave them the option i said you know we have a long standing relationship you know i made you thousands of dollars yeah so i don't i want 50 percent. i mean 70 percent now you get 30 and that's just the way it is and so he said i said you know i give you a day or two to you know to figure it out what mm -hmm. you want to do mm -hmm. so he he still wants to do business but the way he kind of like you know adjusted for that change mm -hmm. is i would he would like say the job is 30 dollars mm -hmm. out of that 30 i get like 21 dollars he's getting less but he would on top of that price add five dollars Mm. Dependent size for the, the the cost of the job is fifty dollars or less. Yeah. He would only add five dollars. If the job was fifty dollars or more, he would add ten dollars mm. to kind of like adjust so for that. So he's still coming close to the fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's how he he adjusted for it. So we figured out a way to he figured out a way to still stay in business. But he, you know, mm. I make more money now. Yeah. Because I'm worth more money now. Yeah. I, I've gotten more experience. I've been doing it longer. Mm -hmm. I have my own clients. And I'm not going to spend my time when I can get a job in four hours making 500 Yeah, where I'm going to spend four hours doing orders from you where I'm only getting $250. Yeah. So yeah. I got to reach what I get with my clientele yep. as close as possible, but you still we're still working business because that's a another area, yeah. geographical area that I can be pulling in clients from. I can still make some money, yeah. but I'm just I, I gotta I gotta do it in a way where you know I'm making a little more money where yeah. I'm gonna spend time doing it for you. So I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, y'all. Just triggered my thought. So my my um, sort of like a mentor to me, George Best. Beijing guy mm -hmm. from Bar uh, from Trinidad. Um, sorry, he's from Barbados. His family's from Barbados, but he was born here in Cambridge. George was seventy years old, 
and he's a silent black hero. That's what I call him. He was in HR, big companies, bank boss, and um, he's worked across the country. He knows a lot of CEOs, and um, he's done a lot to get black people, brown people, Asian people into corporate America, mm. and uh, also helping them start their own businesses. And when I'm getting all fiery, because I realized I was being a little cynical, um, George is like, the our people just need a more guidance to get them there because what you're explaining right there is respect for your person to say hey my value has increased mm. but you and I have been doing business together this is where I think I, you gave them an agreement mm-hmm. an offer you gave them time to consider he said he gave you a, you know um, his response and then you made you made some concessions on mutually and then you got a new agreement mm-hmm. you're still doing business yeah some people be like, I can't believe you would do that. Mm-hmm. That's not if you if it's not good business anymore. Say, hey man, I, I can't agree with that. I, this is my reasons for such and such. Can we work together? No. Well, maybe in the future, and let it go. Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of cultures and races that are highly unprofessional. We've all run into them. When I think that sense of desperation is there, and we not used to doing that. Say, hey, what is the what is the protocol? Of redoing your agreement. Now, we also know what the protocol for doing the redoing the agreement is. Say, hey, we've had an agreement for 10 years, mm-hmm. or two years. You know, this is the change. I would like to make I would like to make an amendment. Ideally, you should have that conversation first. Hey, this is going to be the agreement. If there's going to be any changes, you and I are going to have a such and such discussion, and this is how we work it out. Um, we're not technically used to doing that. Many of us are not used to drafting our contracts with lawyers or at least having a, a legal framework. Yeah, yeah. Pulling it off the internet, normally not a good idea. <laughs> no, I've no, done that uh, to my own despair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you serious, know, actually. Yeah. It's, it's just too generic. And not like it's yeah. corrupt, it's just too generic. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. it's got to be uh, spe- specific. Yeah. Dropping, you know, get, you could pull something off the internet, kind of draft it up, and then send it to an attorney and pay less to the attorney. Yeah. And then the attorney like amends the agreement to make him actually make sense. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You pay it off, um, but now you like, why am I gonna pay that attorney five hundred dollars? Well, now you got a good agreement, and you have an impartial party. Now you don't feel like someone got over on you. Yeah. I think some that's some of that um, the psychology behind it. It really messes with people. They don't even see it what they're doing when you're in the middle of the conversation, like their emotions and all that baggage. Yeah. That they're carrying it from slavery and their mama and the bad business deals they had. It all comes out and it clouds their vision. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we're dealing with that with all our community. And I think one of the things that we're missing, and this is what's, in my opinion, is killing us, is trustworthy, credible organizations they can go to and say, "Look, listen here, X comp- organization." You said, the three of us we've had this agreement and uh, it's changing a little bit and we would like your guidance on it because mm. we're not sure which way it can go this is what I want you say your piece I, mm. Yusuf says his and then we come together and they act and say hey this is kind of what this should look like yeah. this is the structure and then they, 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 they become a fair broker mm. what, what organizations do we have in the black community that are fair brokers on business disputes or even business mutual business agreements or getting you contracts the courts but they don't uh, those aren't black community no, that they're is not. <laughs> exactly but i'm saying that's what people you know end up yeah you, you, you have stuff on. like that even if you come to the urban league that's not what they do no they don't if you talk about um and you know where the new england supplier diversity council that's actually a gov- quasi government organization that's not in the black community yeah. that's a government agency within the black community I know. I think the Jews have this. Yeah, they do. Because I have a I have a client who's getting divorced right now, not in the corn system, just with some council, and they both have agreed to abide by whatever this council says. And they're like a Jewish council. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, we should totally have something like that. But mm. I don't know how you'd make it legally binding, though. Well, it's just arbitration agreement. But even uh-huh. without an arbitration agreement, if you wanted to get an opportunity for business right mm. now. Yeah. I'm not talking about government contract, business to business. Who do you go to? We all from being, I mean, y'all lived in Boston long and I have consistently. I come and go and come back, right? Who do you go to? 
for a business opportunity. If you wanted to do, if you wanted to do business with some other black and Latino businesses here in here in the Bean or yeah. in the in the area, and you wanted a a fair impartial organization, not an individual person, an organization. That don't exist, man. Don't exist. You're making stuff up. We should Where's make that, though. Like some, <laughs> something, uh, a, a reliable organization, uh, a reliable commission, if you will, that can uh, bring businesses together. Well, watch me take a, a further step. Do you know of any nationally? No, not at all. No, so we were at a... Um, a national event for a national black organization. Mm. They had some things there set up years ago, and you were just having people just argue about, in my opinion, I'm not going to say petty, um, nuanced stuff mm. that was blocking the overall strategic vision that they put in 20 years ago, and it just was not growing. Mm. Just not growing. Yeah. And this was a respect to national organization. And you just, from from my perspective, coming in like, all right, let's, the people who have these nuanced, like, nitpick, mm-hmm. let's not have this conversation on the strategy side, the overall vision. Let's come to an agreement, and then you get the people going, going line by line and say, hey, I want this T-cross there, T-cross there. Because it's just distracting. And what happens is everyone shuts down and go, oh, there they go again. Negroes can't get along. I'm wasting my time. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, we got to wrap this up. Um, all right, well, there you go. I think we shared a lot of our own experiences here. Um, I don't know what we're going to call this podcast. I don't know, Star Wars slash business. I don't know. Star Wars. Because <laughs> we, we covered, a, covered a lot. Maybe I'll split this into another two because we're at two and a half hours right there. I don't know if I want to put out a... What happened to the last podcast? Wasn't there two parts? Did it ever get... The Guide Body Tangent? Which one? No, the one after Sunday. Oh, we didn't. Uh, it's not out yet. Oh. So I'm gonna put out. We're gonna we're gonna go on a uh, a minor hiatus okay. for the for maybe the last three weeks of December, um, and then come back at the new year. But we have enough podcasts to put out for the rest of the year weekly. Okay. All right. So um, then uh, it makes sense to split split this into. So two maybe then. I'll split this into two, and we'll get uh we'll have like four, three or four different podcasts to put out. We'll have the interview next. I can I can interview that Gotham guy. Yeah, Gothic, Gotham, Gotham. Line yeah. up the uh, line up line up. He the was an advisor to President Obama. Oh okay. He, oh, that's his name. His name is Gotham. Oh, okay. yeah. His name is Gotham, like Batman. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. That's a dope name, bro. That's dope. <laughs> all right, so uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, here on the Not Dumb Podcast. Thank you to all 44 countries or 45 countries that are supporting us. Part of the DNDP you know squad. Eventually, it's going to be the whole UN. The whole UN. Eventually, it'll be you know, literally every country. Yes, just about everyone. Um, but it's thank you for joining hug. us. What is it? I don't know. I just said giant hug. It wasn't funny at all. A giant hug. All right, let's let's stop it, Shemar. <laughs> <All right>, uh, <laughs> it's getting late, guys. Yo, uh, you know what's so funny? It's one let o'clock me, in the morning. Oh, what? What's me, so funny? No, the, you just mentioned uh, something about giant hug. What is Who it? Who is that? That's my wife. Oh, okay. What? Okay. She mentioned that. She <laughs> needs a hug? The same words. Giant just, hug? Yeah, right there. That's tonight, yo. Oh, you just read that as he said that? No, I read it earlier, but when he said it, it made me remember. Like, so I'm going to be nice. I'm going to go upstairs and uh, give so now my wife. Everybody, go give your wife so a giant, giant hug. You have to give your wife a giant hug? Yeah. You do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. So, to all our listeners. It's our anniversary. Uh, so today. you already gave the giant it's hug. It's our anniversary. Uh, <laughs> right now, I'd like to wish my uh, lovely wife a uh, happy anniversary. Thank you for... Say, so my wife's... My anniversary was last week. Did you just On interrupt my anniversary shout out to my wife? Yes, I did. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I, I got something to say. Look, look, look. look, look. My anniversary was on Thanksgiving so mm. I was like happy mm. anniversary eh, day is already planned I mean <laughs> <laughs> what you just mixed it into Thanksgiving and festivities Thanksgiving festivities I'm sure that went over well mm. I haven't gotten in trouble for it yet I'm right. pretty sure I'll hear about it later yeah I don't, I don't know <laughs> edit that out edit that <laughs> I might have to edit that out we don't want any apologies uh, anyway shout outs to my lovely Canadian wife uh, so beautiful such a lovely flower of my life um, thank you so much for uh, gracing my uh, life with uh, 13 years. Wow. Um, it has been an absolute joy and a pleasure. 
I'm not gonna lie, there were some ups and downs. It was, it was. That's just life. It's marriage. Marriage is not easy, people. It isn't. But uh, ultimately, what is the goal of life? The goal of life is to get to heaven, uh, to get to paradise. Uh, inshallah, I think that's what she is helping me to do. Because I am, uh, you know, we complain about our spouses. Uh, I know each one of you here have your own uh, marriage stories. Trust me, I know. <laughs> marriage is not easy, but mine's is probably the craziest. Uh, save it for another podcast. <laughs> uh, but um, so she's she's not had an easy time with me either. I I complain about her sometimes, but trust me, I. Oh, my uh, wife thinks I'm a pain in the ass. Well, I, know this. I I come from a festival of uh, just a circus of instability and dysfunction and. You know, the poor money management is the least of the problems that I grew up with. Uh, the poverty is the least of the problems that I grew up with. Those were terrible things. Mm. But uh, I, I did not come from a stable situation. I come from and my wife comes from a very extremely opposite of that, where, you know, parents are both still married and you mm. know, very supportive and friendly to each other. And, you know, they call each other up just to say, I love you and that kind of thing. So <laughs> that kind of stuff is like news to me. I know you guys are like, hey, what's the difference? You guys both still have your parents married until, uh, you know, uh, but I didn't. So um, she she has taught me a lot, and I think I have taught her a lot as well. So uh, uh, thank you for being married to me, lovely wife of mine. And um, He's really making us look bad right now. I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're just killing me. I'm right probably going to get her something. I'm not going to mix it into the Thanksgiving festivities. That, that, that is my... Not- my anniversary like, was get her on some Thanksgiving. flowers, bro. Just some flowers. You know, I actually, Card, I've always bought her flowers on everything, and she's told me no flowers for right now. Don't listen to her, bro. She's lying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we better get her some flowers. Anyway, Look, her birthday is next month. Pack so of okay. cookies, nigga. Like something. <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Even they be lying. They're like, oh, don't give me anything. Yeah, right. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'll be all right. like her birthday. Is and then if you stop, month. if you actually listen to them and you stop, Hell then they'll no. be complaining like you don't get me anything. I, I know yeah. this will be the first complaint that it, so we'll be okay. All right, all right, take your word for it. All right, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, one, one, one.